Hello, and welcome to the Healthier Home Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Peterson. This podcast is for everyone who would like to create a healthier, happier home for themselves as well as their families. Each week, I will be joined by health and home experts who will share their tips and tricks with us on how to create a healthier home. Don't worry about taking notes as everything that is linkable from today's podcast, as well as past podcasts, can be found on the healthierhomepodcast.com. Hey, 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 welcome back everybody to episode four of the Healthier Home Podcast. Super excited to be back with you guys again this week. Oh man, you guys, it is beautiful outside today. I hope that all of you are taking some time just to get outside or open up those doors because I'll tell you, getting a little bit of vitamin D in the sunshine does wonders for your spirit. Uh, We went on a beautiful hike yesterday, the family. We're doing our quarantine thing, but out in the sunshine, we saw some beautiful bluebirds and flowers growing and there is nothing that heals the soul more than getting out and getting some sunshine. So make sure to get going outside because that will definitely make you feel better as we are all navigating these new waters. I am super excited about today's topic as we continue our sleep discussion. Um, we are still in that series. We have this week and we're going to have next week. And I um, today's podcast, we have the amazing Jody um, Kelsey on and she is so bright. And what I love about today's topic is it can be applied just like last week we talked about this. It can be applied in different ways than what even just through sleep. And today we're talking about creating um, environments that reduce stress and make you feel at ease and at peace. And this for sure can be used today as we deal with stress and um, uncertainty in our world. So today, make sure as you're listening to the interview, think about it as well as using and applying some of these methods just to help you deal with stress. And now a little bit of background info on today's amazing co-host. In 2013, Jody Kelsey was introduced to and became fascinated with essential oils. Her passion grew, and she soon began studying with the American College of Healthcare Sciences, where she received her Master's of Science in Aromatherapy. Jody is certified in the internal use of essential oils through the Franklin School of Integrative Health Sciences and is currently studying the wonderful healing powers of hydrosols through the Aromatic Wisdom Institute. And she has taken intensives in skincare formulation through the Herbal Academy and the New York Institute of Aromatic Studies. With this knowledge and her extensive research on the characteristics of carrier oils, she has created a plant-based skincare full of powerhouse ingredients. Jodi is also passionate about educating others to ensure awareness of the safe use and conservation of essential oils, and she leads classes on several subjects in her local community. When she's not researching, blending, and making awesome concoctions, Jody loves exploring the great outdoors with her husband, Jordan, and son, Justice. Hi, Jody. Welcome to the show. It is so wonderful to have you on today. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to talk about essential oils. We are, uh, we are in such a treat because you know so much about essential oils, and with your vast knowledge and your research, um, it's. I know that our listeners are going to just get a kick out of listening to you and learn so much, so thrilled over the moon to have you and what a wonderful time to be talking about sleep awareness month with you here and how to incorporate essential oils also with the whole um how they can help with sleep so why don't you just tell us a little bit about your the essential oils and sleep well a few things that i wanted to talk about today um is some of the cause common causes of 
why people have difficulty falling asleep, um, a little bit about the chemistry. I won't go into it too much, but I think it's important to talk about essential oil chemistry. It's sort of the why of how essential oils work so that people know they're not just some frou-frou, hippy-dippy pseudoscience kind of thing. Yeah, so. I would like, I mean, I would say for sure when I met you, it was such a relief to find someone who actually got their degree in essential oils and not saying that other people don't know a lot and things like that, but to have the science behind it, to really understand how they work and have really studied it is pretty exciting for me. And I, I like to call um, Jody my witch doctor. <laughs> She's not a witch doctor, but she has all these great, like, you know, methods of healing such woes of things that are sicknesses with essential oils, and it's super fun to talk to her. So super excited about talking about that with you today. Oh, well, great, great. I'm happy to be here, and I absolutely love talking about essential oils. When I started learning about them, mm-hmm. I had no idea there was science to it. You know, I, yeah. I thought they were frou-frou, too. So, yeah. you know, yeah. just learning more about the chemistry and why they do things, it's just so important. Yeah, um, So I, I will talk a little bit about that, but at the end, I'm also going to tell people how to use them and some of the safety issues, which I think is really important. Yeah, so. you've always been really good about advocating like using them safely and I think that is so smart because I just came across someone the other day who um, was talking about like putting essential oils directly on their skin and just I'm like yeah that's not really great for your skin so for sure it's important to to really know how to use them effectively and safely yeah I agree Mm so some of the common causes of of not being able to to fall asleep or maybe wake up in the middle of the night. Of course, you know, there's stress, you know, the right. busy mind kind of right. thing. Um, I would throw hormones in there too, mm-hmm. you know, menopausal women and things like that. Also, maybe physical disturbances like pain or arthritis, muscle soreness, mm-hmm. if you've just gone for a hike or something like right. that. For sure. Um, and then there can be environmental type stuff. You know, maybe there's too much light or it's too warm or maybe mm-hmm. your bedroom just isn't the cozy environment you want it to be. Right. So we've I'll talked talk. about that a lot about making a cozier bedroom because it is important but cozy is not just in the aesthetics of the environment and what it looks like but how amazing essential oils can help to create that environment so for sure yep and a lot of that has to do with scent memory and I'll talk a little bit about that too and that's just basically what makes you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. a lot of our scent memory is developed when we're below the age of 10 Um, so if you find that you are very comfortable with lavender, it may have something to do with something that from your childhood. Very cool. Or if you don't like lavender, same thing. <laughs> so, um, so addressing the, the stress, the busy mind kind of stuff, um, the goal is to promote the relaxation response. Um, so there's always meditation, prayer, there's progressive uh, relaxation, deep breathing, you can take a warm bath, you can do visualization. Um, and then just having a, a good, positive, resilient mental attitude. And I think essential oils can sort of help with all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I talked a little bit about scent memory, and that's what's relaxing to you. But I'm also going to cover a little bit about essential oil chemistry. Um, and this is essential oils that have been scientifically proven to be sedative in nature, Um, And it's generalizable, so it basically can apply to everybody, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas scent memory is very subjective. You know, one person is going to see or, you know, feel something different from an essential oil than somebody else. Okay. So so for when dealing with stress and a busy mind, um, there are essential oils that contain this chemical constituent called esters. Mm 
And what esters do is they're soothing to the central nervous system and they're calming. So a lot of the essential oils that have esters in them are clary sage, lavender, and lavender. And I'm sure everyone has heard that lavender is very relaxing. And that's why, because it has esters in it. Um, Some other ones are Roman chamomile and pettigrain. Mm -hmm. Um, Lavender has this ester called linalool acetate. And so does clary sage and bergamot and neroli and pedigree. And that is one of the very calming esters. So, Yeah, I remember making a blend that with you. And there was bergamot yeah. in it and chamomile. I drink a lot of chamomile tea. Chamomile is very nice. It is. It's and now you relaxing. know exactly why. Now I know the yeah. science behind. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and esters are pretty safe when used appropriately. And I'll talk about safety before. Always dilute them um, and that kind of stuff. Another... Another essential oil constituent is sesquiterpenes. Hmm. Are sesquiterpenes? That's a very interesting, cool name. It is a cool name. <laughs> we should make T-shirts. We, we could, fans of those. <laughs> and sesquiterpenes are also calming. Um, they're emotionally grounding too. Hmm. Um, and some of the ones that come to mind are like myrrh and um, cedarwood, German chamomile, rose, which is just a beautiful essential oil. A lot of people don't like rose, but I just love rose it. Rose is interesting because I have a love-hate with rose. Sometimes I'm okay with it if it's very mild, but I think that rose was used as a, like um, a fake rose scent uh, was used a lot, I think, back in the 80s or yes. something. And maybe that's where that came, you know, it's more the petrochemical version of rose, not real rose. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the deal. I don't know. It's interesting. But no, I, I have that love-hate. Sometimes I'm okay with it, and sometimes it's too strong for me as well. Yeah, I would say I definitely came around to it once I yeah. started doing aromatherapy. Yeah. I didn't really care for it before. I know. It'd be interesting to but figure that out. it's so good. Um, Euro is another one of those. Yeah, and yeah. Sesquiterpenes are also pretty safe when used appropriately. That's good. Um, so to cover a little bit about how to use those mm-hmm. to help with stress, yeah. um, safety-wise, always dilute your essential oils when applying topically. Can we just talk about that? So what happens when you don't dilute them? What are the reactions, let's say, when you put them on? Because there's also, I've seen women with the little beads. They're mm-hmm. putting them directly onto their skin. That, I mean, they're in the beads, but they kind of diffuse onto the skin. Like I've seen multiple different products putting drops onto some band or something like that that then is on your skin. Like how yeah. does that affect your skin typically? It, there's a higher chance that you're going to become sensitized to that essential oil and never be able to use it again. Okay. So these are very potent little drops. And so you really don't need them in pure strength, undiluted. Okay. Um, and they also... You, they go farther when you do dilute them, and they're they're so strong that you just really don't need to use them neat, okay, okay. and take the risk that they're gonna that you're gonna become sensitive. Well, because to they them. are so strong, I feel like they yeah. just can be really irritating if they're right directly right. on you. Right, mm-hmm. and they're very expensive, and there's also the conservancy issue. You know, there's some essential oils that um, we're over harvesting, so we right. need to be eco conscious about our use too. Yeah, for sure. So before you apply topically, you want to make sure you do a skin patch test. And that is just basically to dilute your essential Mm -hmm. oil and apply it to your inner arm. um, And then just see how you react. If you have any kind of reaction, then you know not to use it. If you're fine, then go ahead and apply. Okay, good, good advice. Um, So the best way to uh, dilute when you apply topically is do a 1% dilution, which is fine for like a whole body lotion or something like that. That is uh, six drops per ounce. 
Okay. So, but it also depends on the oil. You know, you don't want six drops of chamomile because chamomile is really strong. Okay. And rose, you could probably do less with because it's also very expensive, but very strong. So, okay. And then you can add it to lotion or you could add it to add three to five drops to a tablespoon of carrier oil, like coconut or jojoba or almond, and then mix it with some Epsom salts or some bath salts and put it in your bath because a warm bath is also very relaxing. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, that would definitely help with sleeping, putting some of these essential oils and, you know, Epsom salts are amazing too. And yeah. those two together, for oh, sure. Yeah. I love the yeah, baths yeah. at night to calm down and relax, for sure. Uh, diffuser is always a good way to go, but you have to consider, you know, if you have a, a partner in your bedroom and they don't like the scent, that could disturb their sleep. Mm-hmm. So that that's sort of um, on a case-by-case basis to okay. make sure that you both enjoy the scent. Um, and if the other person doesn't enjoy the scent, you could also make a spray. Just put, you know, um, depending on the, the essential oil again, mm-hmm. but you can do uh, just a spray bottle with a little bit of aloe and just do maybe 12 drops per ounce. Mm-hmm. And if it's not strong enough, you can add a little bit more. But then you can either spray yourself or your pillow or something mm-hmm. like that. And that becomes a very personal scent. Yeah. Um, well, I know that I've made some sprays and I've done that before. I've used a diffuser and then also sometimes used a spray if, like, I have a migraine or something like that and I oh, want yeah. to double layer it or something. Yeah. Very much helps. The spray is great. Um, and another thing that you can do is just do, like, a personal inhaler. And if you don't have something like that, uh, just keep the bottle beside your bed. And if before you go to sleep, you can just take the cap off and take a whiff. Or if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can take the cap off and take a whiff and sort of reset yourself and maybe be able to relax again and go back to sleep. Yeah, that's a great idea. The second thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, hormones can often keep people awake. And that's completely biological, but there are essential oils that they can help with that. One of those is clary sage because it has hormone-like effects. Hmm. Um, And specifically for menopausal women, you know, we're, we're losing estrogen as we get older. So to have an essential oil that can sort of have hormonal-like effects can can help balance us out a little bit. Okay. Um, another one that balances hormone is hormones is geranium. Oh, interesting. So that's another really good one to use. And then, of course, rose, which is wow, just beautiful because it, it <laughs> rose has, is beautiful for more reasons than we think. <laughs> so rose has an affinity for women's health overall. So it's really great for our skin as we age, but it's also great for our bodies. They are so much more than their beauty. They really are. I mean, they're potent little plants. They are. And they're a feminine plant. I love that. Mm -hmm. In more ways than one, Mm -hmm. for sure. Amazing. Now, when you say some of these sleep, and I don't know if you're planning on talking about this later, but I'm thinking in in my family, you know, my teenager has issues falling asleep. And um, for kids, is there specifically, would you recommend a certain kind of scent over a different one or different aromatherapy or just like try with chamomile and different things like that? I think for kids, it's very personal, too. Okay. So I think it's important to introduce your kids to some different scents. Lavender okay. is just very basic. Okay. You know, it's very safe for everybody, and most people like lavender. Not everybody, but introduce some scents to your kids and just see how they feel. Let them sit with it for a while. Okay. Um, lavender is great. Bergamot is great. Orange is a nice, relaxing scent. It's uplifting, but it's not stimulating. 
So kids who maybe are in school all day and they're feeling a little heavy, maybe a lighter scent would help them relax and go to sleep. I think especially when you're just going in school and it's busy, 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 and the kids get into middle school and high school, there's a lot of pressure on them. Mm -hmm. And having that environment that, you know, she's created a very peaceful environment, but there's that other element that I want to bring in. Mm -hmm. She can diffuse some oils in there and create that really relaxing environment to go to sleep and get quality sleep. That's great. Wonderful. Well, and another thing, I love the sprays. So you don't necessarily need a diffuser. Mm-hmm. Diffusers are good, um, but I love the sprays. But you can also just put a couple drops on a tissue or a cotton right. ball and put them in your pillow too. That's and you nice have those and rollers too. Yep. I'm just thinking about some of the things that you've I've gotten from you, and mm-hmm. I've had like a peppermint, um, a peppermint. Uh, what was it? Um, lavender roll on, mm-hmm. and that one would be somewhat soothing too right or is peppermint too stimulating peppermint could be stimulating okay. yeah so stick with more it's right. good for it's good for headaches i think well, that's i think what i might I need to get some new blends then <laughs> <laughs> well i'm here for you <laughs> okay <laughs> and speaking of peppermint the next thing i wanted to talk about was physical disturbances so like i was saying like headaches mm-hmm. you had mentioned and um, sore muscles or arthritis and things right. like that so peppermint is actually one of the best choices for that Um, But before I get into that, I wanted to talk about some of the chemical families that are also good for pain. They have analgesic effects. Um, Monoterpenes, um, some of the, they're they're rubefacient, which means that they're going to bring blood to the surface. Oh, okay. Um, So some of the essential oils that have, that are high in monoterpenes are the citrus. So we have lemon and we have grapefruit and lime and... um, orange. Interesting. Well, I do love those. And I love having those oils in the kitchen, especially. I don't know. They're just so refreshing. And I've heard that they increase your mood, you know, and just happiness and stuff like that. But that's interesting to know that they bring more blood flow or what Mm -hmm. did you say to the the surface? They get your blood flow. That's really interesting. Well, that makes sense. That's cool. I love the science behind this. See this, you guys? Isn't this interesting? (laughs) Yep. Um, So juniper berry, fir balsam, and rosemary, those are other other really good ones. And those are generally pretty safe if you're using them correctly, okay. too. Um, another chemical family is the sesquiterpenes. Again, we talked a little bit about, and you really like the, the name of that group. <laughs> I do. I do. I remember I'm having a T-shirt. Do you have them? <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pronounce them. I'm just going to say, yeah, do you have these? <laughs> so those are the sesquiterpenes are generally a little bit harder to to classify, you have to be more familiar with the oils, but generally speaking, they're anti-inflammatory, anti-spasmodic, and calming. Hmm. So the ones that fall into this category are myrrh, cedarwood, German chamomile, ginger, and black pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just imagine the ginger and the black pepper are kind of, kind of hot. Yes, those so are hot. If you have sore muscles, mixing those in with a lotion or an oil and giving yourself a massage before bed mm-hmm. that would really help. You could make your own. What is that? Um, the hot, the hot and cold, whatever rub. The icy hot, icy hot. Yeah. You can make your own icy hot with. Because I mean, if those are hot, hot, then you can find some cologne on your peppermint, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now you can see how those naturally, you can find products that can give you that effect. Yep. It's so smart. Yep. And it's all natural stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have any of the. I love that. Chemicals. And you can have your own little lab, your little witch doctor lab down, you know, in your house as well. I said downstairs because yours is downstairs. Mine is downstairs. But it might not be downstairs in your house. <laughs> but yeah, it's so neat. Very cool. 
another chemical family is the monoterpenols, then they are generally antispasmodic. They're warming, and they're also sedative. So if you're using this to fall asleep at night, that's a, a good chemical family to look for. And some of the essential oils that are in this family are rose. Mm-hmm. There's rose oh, there's again. There's rose again. Yeah, maybe trying to start like it. I need to start liking rose yeah, more. Yeah, liking it. Yeah. yeah. I need to embrace rose in all its beautifulness. I'll tell you what. It's it an really amazing is. plant. It really is. Yeah. You're making me a love. Okay, maybe the t-shirt shouldn't be about the other thing. It should be about roses rock or something. Rose, <laughs> rose rocks. But then rose there's rocks. a rock rose too. Which is, is there? Yeah, Look there at you. Is. You're just too dang smart, Jody. I tell you, I'm sitting here and I'm just baffled by all of your knowledge. It's nuts. It's well, crazy. I'm glad to baffle yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so rose is in that or rose has that monoterpenol family in it. Um, geranium is another one, and geranium is so really geraniums. Good for women. I just absolutely couldn't stand them on my porches when I was a kid because you'd walk by a geranium and they're stinky. I am not a fan of geranium. Like either. who loves a geranium? I like do you want to put that around. like essence of geranium on yourself? Or Some in your people room? love geranium. Do they? And it is. It's good for the skin. It's good for relaxation. It's good for wow. you know women's health. Maybe issues, we so. should. Another one that maybe I need to embrace a little bit more. I am trying to like geranium more, and I like it better. You can blend it so that it is a little See that? I love. And you told me that and have taught me that. Like you can put something in just a little bit of it where Mm -hmm. it's not overpowering. And I think that's definitely with rose or geranium. If you just put it in just a little bit and it's not like so strong. Right. It then can bring in a great blend that's not Mm -hmm. overtaxing to your body or to your memory, your scent memory, for sure. Another good essential oil is lavender. Um, the difference between lavender and lavender is just basically the the species. So, lavender is lavandula angustifolia. Oh my gosh! Seriously, Jody. <laughs> Has anybody else like geeking out? Like, I am a geek, but this is like geek galore. Okay, great. That's amazing. I didn't even know there was two different lavender species. Lavender and lavender. And lavender is lavender. the cross, huh. cross between several species. Oh, okay. So... Um, it's lavendula intermedia. It's important to know the the Latin binomials so that you know that you're buying a quality essential oil. You know what's in the bottle. No, that is important because mm-hmm. you're right. If you don't know, there are so many essential oils that are made up of stuff that's not true essential oils. It's right. with any product. And, you know, as buyers, we need to really focus on making sure we're reading those labels and everything, whether it be our food, our cleaning, our essential oils, really knowing where our products are coming from. That is a good point because now you're going to see essential oils in all kinds of different stores. And it's important to know your supplier, to know that you're getting a quality essential oil because often they are adulterated. Mm -hmm. So they can have synthetic components and they can still call themselves a pure essential oil because there's no regulatory body out there that says um, this is a, a quality essential oil. So I'm assuming you're going to give us some tips on where to find some of those companies or brands that you feel like you've done your research and due diligence of knowing their quality? There are a lot of really good brands out there. Um, I like this website called Aroma Web, and okay. everyone who who advertises on the website has been vetted through her. So there's Rocky Mountain Oils, there's Aromatics International, um, there's Nature's Gift. Um, I use Eden's Gardens often. Okay. Um, of course, doTERRA and Young Living, those are quality oils too. Okay. So there's a good good selection. There's so a good not, amount. So I, that's nice that you, but maybe not necessarily just going out and getting something from 
Walmart or Target without really knowing what you're getting. I would probably not buy from them. Yeah. I think any kind of essential oil that's sitting on a shelf, you don't know how long it's been there. You don't know what kind of temperatures it's been exposed to. Generally, yeah. they should be stored in dark bottles in cool places. Right. Um, that is such an, and I've seen them in windows before. Yeah. And you're like, what is that doing in a window that's completely destroying all the essential oils in that right. bottle? For sure. Because yeah. maybe, you know, the company knows but the person, the merchants, are putting them in places that are not actually good for the oils. And that's a really good point because whoever is selling them should be familiar enough to know how they should be stored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. good point. So this is where the peppermint comes in because peppermint has monoterpenols in it. And peppermint is cooling and vasoconstrictive. So it works on pain similar to an ice pack. So just adding a little bit of peppermint to some lotion or some oil and rubbing it on those sore muscles can really help with pain. Okay, can I ask you a question? Because Mm -hmm. around um, peppermint, what is menthol compared to peppermint? Is menthol menthol part of peppermint? Yes. Okay, it is. Because I have a CBD cream that I have, and it has menthol in it and some other stuff. But I didn't know if that was peppermint. It is. Well, menthol is a chemical constituent that is in peppermint. Okay. Good to know. Thank Mm -hmm. you for that. Sure. Um, And monoterpenols, including peppermint, are generally pretty safe, although peppermint can be a skin irritant. So it's important anytime you use any kind of essential oil topically, always do a skin patch test. So the next question is, we used to have, not at this house, but in a previous house, mint that grew everywhere. And that stuff is like crazy weed almost, Uh you know. Can that that type of mint be used? Well, or ma- you're not going to make the essential oil, <laughs> right? But like, can you use it? Does it have any benefit? Like any of these things that you can grow in your backyard or anything? You know, I would think that you could probably make um, an infused oil with that mint. Okay. I have never actually done it. I've made infused oils out of chamomile and calendula and arnica. Oh, have you? Um, okay. And I haven't actually done it with mint, but with the essential oil from the plant, you're actually getting the lipophilic which is the fat-loving mon- molecules, because when an essential oil is distilled, the steam or the water go through the plant material. Any of the water-loving molecules are going to go into the water okay. instead of the essential oil. So it produces a water, which is called a hydrosol, and it's, it produces an essential oil. And okay. so all of the fat-loving molecules go into the essential oil. The water-loving molecules go into the hydrosol. But the actual plant material has both of those. So if you were to infuse oil with the plant material, you would be getting both the best of both worlds. Hmm. And it would be a much gentler because essential oils, you know, they're they're very potent little creatures. So So it wouldn't be quite as strong, but you could make something that... But it would be safer and it would probably be just as effective. Hmm. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. those of you that have mint growing everywhere, here's a new project for you this summer. Yeah. (laughs) To make your own little oils i'm curious about that too. i think now maybe it I should be it. your assignment and then you can report back this i summer. will okay <laughs> i will and you'll be the first one to get yeah. a sample yeah yes definitely <laughs> that's be great thank you <laughs> um so just a couple more uh chemical families that are good for pain headaches and sore muscles that you can use the ketones which are calming and sedative so again using at night to help with pain is um a beneficial. This is a beneficial family to include. And this is frankincense, rosemary, yarrow, 
Um, those all have ketones in them. Mm-hmm. Again, peppermint and spearmint, um, they have ketones in mm-hmm. them too. They um, Peppermint and spearmint may be stimulating, so you'll have to see how you respond to them before you use them at night. I like spearmint a lot. <laughs> I don't like spearmint gum. You know, who knows if that's even real spearmint, but I do like the smell of spearmint. I think it, I for me, it's calming. Um, when you said frankincense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty expensive oil, isn't it? It can be. Yeah. So it's not not as expensive as rose, but really, yeah. I see, I didn't know rose was that expensive. Yeah. Okay. It's because it takes so much plant material to make rose. Mm. So very especially if you're buying organic. So yeah. But what the hydrosol do, yeah. is also a very, uh, it's a very good option. It's a less expensive option and it still has a lot of really nice therapeutic properties. So and so when you do hydrosols, they're just a very, they're just a lot lighter and not as potent. Is that right? You, they're okay. basically a water. So it's, it's called, you might've heard like floral waters or hydrolats or hydrosols. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the plant material in them. So they smell really nice, but they're very gentle. So great for kids, whereas mm-hmm. essential oils can be too strong and great for pets. Hydrocells are very therapeutic, so they're great for wounds and burns and rashes oh. and things like that. So diaper rash or, you know, your your pet stepped on something and has a cut. Hydrocells are the first thing that you should reach for. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, and is that what rose water would be basically? Yes, so exactly. Rose water. Okay. And it's, you know, I know we're getting a little off topic, but again, with the rose, I love rose water uh, rose hydrosol for your skin. Hydrosols yeah. are just amazing. They have, um, they're a bit more acidic, so it helps repair the acid mantle of your skin and helps protect your skin and keep that moisture in. Fabulous. It is amazing stuff. Great. Rose. We'll be talking about <laughs> skin stuff later on. Very neat. So the last chemical family I wanted to cover was just esters, um, and they are analgesic, anti-inflammatory, and calming. And this is where your lavender, clary sage, and Roman chamomile come in, and those are very safe. So how to use some of these for for pain and headaches? Um, Like I I think I might have mentioned, you can add a couple drops to your lotion and massage your sore muscles. Um, You can add to a carrier oil like um, jojoba, which is amazing for your skin, or coconut oil or almond oil. Um, and apply to the temples or the base of the neck for a headache because the base of your neck is usually where you hold a lot of tension. Um, or you can put it in a personal inhaler for a headache also. Okay, so that's great. Those are just a few ways. And again, just to kind of go over the the dilution ratio, if you're using an essential oil for sore muscles, if you have an ounce of lotion or an ounce of oil, I would probably do maybe a 2% um, dilution, which would be... 12 drops of okay. essential oil per ounce, okay, you know, know, and if you need a little bit more, maybe go up to 15. Um, but if you're using peppermint, you know, you have to be mindful that it can be a skin irritant and that you should probably limit the duration. So don't use it every day for a year, maybe use it for about three weeks, three weeks or so and take a break. Now I have a question here for mm-hmm. you and there's all these ratios and things like that. And for me, I'm like, you know, is there a way to just go to you, Jody, and get some of these things so I don't have to make these ratios <laughs> instead of having all of these carry the oils and the carrier stuff? I mean, if I can just go to you and I mean, you make these blends too. I do, I yeah. do, and I'm at three uh, jspure.com, and I'm also happy to answer any questions because I am, you know, I'm a recent graduate from my master's of aromatherapy, and so solidifying my knowledge by answering questions is very helpful to me too. 
So I can be reached at livenaturally at 3jspure.com. You can send me an email if you need any of this information. And I'm also happy to provide um, educators that are reputable, websites that are reputable. Um, I have books and um, there's a podcast that I love called Aromatic Wisdom. Um, And she's just wonderful. And that's a lot of, that's strictly... um, that's strictly an essential oil aromatherapy type podcast. Okay, very cool. I think that your information would be so valuable to those that are in the line of working with aromatherapy. I don't think that a lot of aromatherapists that just sell under a brand are as educated. So what a powerful tool to be able to have you and to have this other podcast to learn more information so that they can be safely giving good advice to their customers. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to talk about them. I absolutely love essential oils and all that they can do. And so the last thing I wanted to talk about is just creating that relaxing environment so that you can sleep. And I'm, I'm sure that people have heard to limit screens and, mm-hmm. you know, um, alcohol and a heavy meal and caffeine and things like that. But the way that essential oils can help is to help you create that relaxing environment in your bedroom. Um, and Find an essential oil that works for you, you know, and do a blend. Mess around with your blends, you know. Start out with a couple of essential oils that you think might be helpful and create a blend that you find relaxing. And this is where the scent memory comes in. So once you start creating that relaxing atmosphere and you develop a routine at night, it can help trigger your brain that it is time for sleep. I am smelling this scent. I am brushing my teeth. I might do some deep breathing or do some light stretches before bed and maybe do some reading, but I'm breathing this scent. And so my brain is, is triggering for bedtime. Oh, I think that is just a great idea. And I think especially how applicable with children (laughs) to have that memory and, you know, to help with nighttime, because we do have sometimes some issues getting kids to bed, but Mm -hmm. when they smell that, they know that this is nighttime and their memory will just like take over and, you know, and help them get relaxed and ready for bed. It really is a trigger. There's a lot of times where I am going to bed, I'm still feeling pretty wired. I want to stay up and watch TV all night, Mm -hmm. but I know I have to get up in the morning and so I need my sleep. Mm -hmm. So I turn on that diffuser, I get in bed and I read and it's five minutes later and I can't keep my eyes open. So your scent is such a strong trigger for things. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, And I really did want to talk just a little bit about safety. Um, If you're pregnant and nursing or, or you have young children, just be very cautious with using essential oils. Get the advice of a professional. I, Like I said, I'm happy to answer any questions if people want to send me an email and ask what is safe to use when you're pregnant, safe to use on kids. Um, and like I said, hydrosols are, are better for kids. Okay. Or a now, spray. Now, if you're diffusing, it's okay because you're not putting that. That's just going straight in the air, right? Or would you say hydrosol still over diffusing in the air? I would say diffusing is okay. There are certain essential oils that you shouldn't diffuse with kids like under five. Eucalyptus is one because it can suppress the respiratory system. Okay. Um, So you don't want to use eucalyptus on young children if you're going to diffuse it. Their ability to excrete, excrete the essential oils is not fully developed. Well, and that is with the same with just even toxins in the Mm -hmm. house, right? They are just, their bodies are not able to get rid of those toxins or anything. So you have to be very careful. Yeah, most definitely. Jody, this has been amazing. You've had, I don't know about you guys, but my brain is just, just buzzing with information (laughs) and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And I know that you have helped so many listeners be able to understand how to use essential oils and understand what makes up the essential oils and which ones are 
good for different reasons for sleep. And I just know that that's going to help out our listeners a lot. And I just am very grateful for your information today. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you for having me. Oh, I love having you here. And so how <laughs> now you kind of already talked about how people can reach out to you, but just, just really quickly, just let us know how we can go ahead and contact you if, if people have questions or if they'd like to get some products themselves and not have to worry about making their own um, blends. Okay. Well, my website is 3jspure.com and you can contact me via the website or you can send me an email at livenaturally at 3jspure.com. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks, Tiffany. All right. You have a great day. You too. That wraps up this week's episode of the Healthier Home Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, please share with us online at thehealthierhomepodcast.com. Did you find today's show helpful in creating a healthier home? If so, please help us spread the word by leaving us a review in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the Healthier Home Podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Until next week, may your home be filled with health, happiness, and love. Bye for now.